As creators, there are so many things that we have to learn to be successful in this industry, from managing our content and our audience to our personal life and mental health. In Coached, a sub-series of Social Scoop podcasts by SocialMate, we work one-on-one with a member of our private creator coaching community, The Social Suite, and you get to be a fly on the wall during our call. I'm Kristen Busquette, I've been a full-time creator for over three years and have brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Let's dive right in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen Busquette, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here Today, you are listening to Coached, a series where we let you be a fly on the wall during a one-on-one coaching with a member of our private creator community, The Social Suite. Today, I'm here with Jacqueline, who's a longtime member of The Suite, and she is a creator that focuses on self-love and mental health. If you're interested in getting your own free one-on-one podcast coaching call, you can become a member of our private community, The Social Suite. And without further ado, let's dive right into it. Jacqueline, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, guys, I'm so pumped today because Jacqueline has the best recording equipment right now and her sound is going to be so crisp. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So Jacqueline, for anyone who doesn't know you yet, can you just give us a, a good rundown of who you are and what you do? Yeah. So my name is Jacqueline and I am a self love and mental health advocate. And I love sharing my personal journey to finding my own health through physical and mental well-being. And I sprinkle in the kind of ways I'm learning to love myself, ways I inspire others to love themselves, and how we all can truly just step into our power and be the best version of ourselves possible. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I think what you do is so cool. And I was just talking to um, Carissa, another member of the social suite about this. I love that so many more people in the last couple of years are just getting so comfortable sharing like the bad stuff, you know, sharing like the hard stuff, the stuff that we're all going through, but like no one ever used to want to talk about it. And now it's so much more like simple, I guess, to find people who like understand what you're going through. So I love what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. It's important to kind of normalize those situations. So others don't feel alone or they know, okay, if I'm struggling, it is okay to ask for help and get that help that I need. Exactly. Exactly. And you create like this nice safe space for people, which I'm sure people use quite a bit, which is great. Um, So a couple things that we were going to go over today. First things first, you just launched merch and you also just launched a freebie. So um, tell us a little bit about that and kind of where you're, I guess, running into some roadblocks with getting people to actually go from followers to actual customers. So when I began kind of my journey on social media, I had no idea I can turn this into a business, (laughs) a full-time career. And then once it kind of crossed my mind, I thought, okay, it's from brand deals and I'm just going to sit back and have all these brands come to me and it's going to be amazing. (laughs) And that's not how it works. And I quickly figured that out. But then there's always this bigger message of I love working with brands and I love doing that. But I also want to continue to spread my own message and my own journey of what I'm doing to help people, which is the big reason why I joined social media in the first place. And so I was trying to think of ways 
to take my following and mm-hmm. create it into something that I can not only monetize, but that I can help other people. Yeah. And so that's where I kind of got the idea for my own merch. And it's like, I think I have four different designs and all of them are hopefully like hopefully to like inspire others when they put it on to feel empowered and positive and yeah. ready to just like love themselves. And then the other one is a free downloadable template where if you're struggling with your weight or getting weighed at the doctor, it's kind of like a little message to help you either not get weighed or the words to use to let them know you're struggling. Yeah, I love it. And again, I think like both of those go along with your message and like your mission so much. So I think first of all, you did a really great job on figuring out like what's a product that I can have or or again, like a freebie that I can have that people are actually going to use, like actually care about. Um, And, you know, like your merch that you have for anyone who hasn't seen it is all very like self-love focused, like inspirational messages, like happy, bright, fun colors. Um, So again, I I think great job on, on like getting everything all together. Thank you. So snaps for that. Um, Thank you. now, (laughs) Now, I guess, I would like to first kind of start off by hearing what since you've launched, what has it been like um, turning those followers into customers? Like, I guess, what was the response like so far? Are you getting any pushback? Like, how has that experience been going for you? And I guess you can also tell us, like, again, how long you've been officially launched for too. So I launched, it's been about a week since I launched the merch. Um, I feel like my biggest struggle is actually promoting it without mm. it feeling like go by, go by, like yeah. being in people's face. But then I quickly also learned if you don't talk about something, no one's going to know what you're doing. So I'm yeah. really in this place of like having this balance of knowing I have to talk about it because that's what's going to get people to go check it out or purchase it right. or even know about it. But trying to find that balance has been a little hard of not just putting it in their face and being like, go by, (laughs) but getting them to know about it. And I think that's been the biggest challenge because I've never sold anything before. Yeah. Is finding that what works for me, but also what works for my followers too. Yeah, that's fair. And honestly, when I first started selling anything, that was something I struggled with a lot too, because I was like, I don't want people to get like annoyed with me or mad at me for like trying to sell stuff. But also like I think about it this way too. We are creators who need to make money to pay our bills. (laughs) And so like, all right, it's either a sponsored post where like maybe you get to learn about something new or you, you know, get to find a new product you really like as a consumer, or you actually like get to buy something and you get something. So like, what are we more bad about really, you know? Right. Um, So I, I also would ask you with that, what has your promotion like in this week or even leading up to the week um, what has that looked like for you? Like, what have you done to promote it so far? I did like an official, like launch of telling like a story of why I yeah. created it. And I led with that of, I always struggled with loving myself mm-hmm. and I always struggled with, you know, having clothes that fit me being a plus size person. Um, and the journey through me creating these pieces And why I chose sayings like hate is bad for your health or step into your power and why they hold so much meaning to me and kind of took everyone on a journey in my stories. And I feel like when I did that, people were immediately like, 
buying, checking it out. I was getting DMs, comments. And then I feel like I didn't want to do that again the next day or... So I tried yeah. different tactics of like just me in the shirt with like a link and that yeah. didn't really do anything. Okay. So I think what I learned is like the story or the journey of why really helps yeah. to kind of get those sales. But then yes. that's kind of where my struggle is, is how much do you keep sharing yeah. that like thing? How many thing? times can I tell the right. same story? Yeah. <laughs> right. I get that. I get that. Um, and so most of what you've done has been on stories then. And I think I saw you did like a, a post about it, like a reel about it too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay, cool. So yeah, I mean, that's it's a hard thing to find the balance. I know for me, that was something that, and I still like to this day, feel like I struggle with this sometimes. I don't want people to get annoyed with me, but I also know that I need to talk about it enough to actually make sales. Um, stories especially, I think, are somewhere where you can repeat yourself quite a bit because, you know, I'm sure for you, for me, for most people, the amount of people who watch your stories is probably a lot lower than the amount of people who are seeing your posts or seeing your reels, especially lower than the number of people that follow you. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like, if someone comes and watches your story and they saw that beautiful story and they really, you know, they loved it, they purchased whatever, and then they see it a couple of days later, maybe you're telling it in a different way, you know, like, and if so, like, they can also just click out of it, you know, like, they don't have to watch it, like, they are very much free to just click to the next slide. But people who maybe saw it the first time, watch the story, but again, maybe you tell it a little bit differently the next time, maybe they're like, wow, this like resonated with me differently today. Or maybe they're feeling some sort of way today. Maybe the day you launched it, they were feeling great and they don't really care about self-love because they're already good. Like, And then the, the, they're having a really bad mental health day and they see that and they're like, wow, I really love that. That did pick up my day. You know, maybe I am going to buy one. So I think that, first of all, don't be afraid of repeat exposure. Um, we even talk about this with brand partnerships. Like, why do we want long-term collaborations? First, yes, so we can make money consistently, but also because we know that if we share something with our audience multiple times, more people are going to buy it because, you know, it takes a couple times for you to really like spend your money. You know, we have limited money. <laughs> right. So we have to make wise choices. Um, so the repeat exposure, I think, could be great. And I'm sure there are so many different ways to kind of like tell your story. Obviously, the overall story of like, you know, I went through this, I'm going through this journey of, you know, really learning to love myself and all that. That's like the overarching story, right? But how many little stories do you have in that umbrella? You know, like, I'm sure you can think of specific days where like this happened and you felt this way or, you know, like there's, there's probably a lot of little mini stories that you could tell in, you know, your stories or in your posts or in your reels that feel different every single time people hear them, but they're still really giving like the same message every time. You know what I mean? Right. That's a good idea. And just as you were saying that, I was already having like several <laughs> ideas come to me like, oh, that's a really good thing I could do, you know, and just maybe yes. this, the act of making that real and telling mm-hmm. that story and you're in your shirt and you're talking about how you stepped into your power and your shirt says, yes, step into your power. I really like that. That's a good. Yeah. And then you good. just shameless plug yourself in the caption and you're like, you know, this here's everything about this story and yada, yada, yada. Also. You can step into your power by getting one of these, you know, sweatshirts too. Here's the link or whatever. You right. know, like 
even something like we talked about this actually um, in a call that we had with Harley um, from the Do Less Club. She was in the in the suite doing a guest speaking kind of like webinar for us. And she had said, you know, like you could literally just wear your merch in your video. And, you know, people are probably going to see it, like it, want to know where they can buy it. And if you have that link right in your caption, it's like a done deal, right. you know. Um, but uh, yeah, repeat exposure, I think for any type of purchase is going to be important. So I think don't be afraid to, first of all, tell the same story over and over again. New people are going to come to your stories every single day that maybe didn't see it the first time. It's probably the first time hearing that story for, you know, maybe 25% of the people watching your stories every time. Um, but also, again, don't be afraid to find like those little mini stories that you can tell throughout as well. Um, and even if it's not a piece of content that's solely focused on like, here's the story that's going to make you want to go buy this. You can also just keep wearing it in all of your posts, right. you know, like, and you're maybe not even talking about anything related to it. Or maybe you, you know, are laying out your clothes on your bed and you take a picture and saying, you know, whatever, getting ready for the day. And someone says, wow, super cute sweatshirt. Like, where'd you get that? Um, so like that could be an interesting option as well. I actually, this kind of makes me think of something random. I was just reading, gosh, I wish I remembered where it was. Um, I was just reading some stat that said when you put a link in your stories for someone to purchase something, it works like a very small amount of the time versus if you were to share something and say like DM me for X, Y, and Z, that works so much more for whatever reason. I think sometimes people get turned off by the links because it does mm -hmm. feel a little salesy, you know? So you could always say, um, you know, you post the sweatshirt and, you know, maybe you're wearing it, maybe it's laid out on your bed or whatever. And then maybe someone asks you, oh, where'd you get that? You take a screenshot of it and then you share it in the next slide showing, yeah, it's from my shop. Da, 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 da. And then you can say, DM me if you want the link. And so it mm -hmm. kind of like shows this interest that other people are interested in the item. It kind of like makes people a little bit more excited because they're like, ooh, other people are getting it. Like, I want, I want one. Mm -hmm. um, but it also allows you to kind of be like, hey, like if you want one, let me know. Like I'll send you the link. And, it, and you're still not sharing a physical link between either of those slides that's going to make people feel like, oh, she wants me to click it to buy it. Like I don't want to be told to buy something. I want to yeah. make that decision myself. So that could be something cool to play around with as well. Yeah, that's a good idea too. See, there's all these yeah. things like I don't even think of where you're like, <laughs> I think there's one way to do it and there's never one way. There's so there's many different so ways many. to do it. You know, yeah. but the thing is, it's funny because I have these conversations all the time and I can think of 10 ideas to help you sell something. But when it comes to my own, I can't like, I, you know, so it's <laughs> yeah. one of those things when you're when you're removed from it a little bit. So it's, it's easier. But when you're so deep in it, sometimes it's like you're you're too attached, you know? Yeah, I know. I feel that. In. I feel that. I feel like it's like someone comes to me like they're having a bad day. I could tell you all these different things of why you're amazing to turn your day around. <laughs> When I'm yeah. having a bad day, I'm like in my corner crying, like, yeah, this is hard. You're, I can't do it. <laughs> it's hard to take your own advice. Yeah, yeah. it's very true. Um, so moral of the story, I think, with kind of like encouraging followers to become customers in any experience that I've ever had, I think it's really about connection. And I think, again, you like you have that covered. You do that very well. You're very authentic and open and honest with your audience. And that promotes connection. So that's, you're already kind of like, you know, got that box checked, which is really great. 
people can buy a cute self-love sweatshirt at Aerie. They could buy one at, you know, anywhere. The, the thrift store, like they can get those kind of sweatshirts anywhere. So why do I want to buy it from you? It's because I connect with you. So the most important thing there, I think, is that you do continue to tell stories and say, this is, you know, this is an experience I went through. And like, you know, saying this line to myself really helped me or whatever it is, because you're going to promote connection that way. And that really is the only thing that's going to differentiate me buying it from you versus buying it anywhere else. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So any other questions about that before we move on? No, I think that's kind of where that biggest struggle was is yeah. when you've been online for so long and you have like this following, but you've never actually asked them to go purchase something from you. It's like yeah. a transition for all of you. I think, to go on this journey kind of together. <laughs> but I also would challenge that by saying, haven't you already sold things to your audience doing sponsored posts? Yeah. You know, like it's it's not, I actually think it would be more difficult for you to sell stuff for another brand than it would for yourself. Like you've been selling stuff through sponsored posts for however long you've been, you know, on Instagram. Right, and right. so- they're used to seeing you sell stuff and and then they actually have to build like a trust with the other brand too. So you're almost like removing that other brand that they have to connect with. And now it's just you two and you already know that you connect, you know? So now it's right. just again, that repeat exposure That's true. Keep showing people. So you really have already been selling, you know? Yeah, that's true. I didn't think of it that way, but that's true. Yeah. So how has your um, experience been with working with brands? Because that was something else we kind of wanted to talk about, you know, monetizing your Instagram to actually like make this into a full time career. Like you've got the merch, you're going to have the freebie, you know, like all these things are like little building blocks to create different, you know, streams of revenue for you. But I think for most creators, most creators, not all, obviously like working with brands is a, is a large chunk of our income. So, um, we can kind of talk about that a little bit. I'm curious kind of what your experience has been like so far and what roadblocks you're running into there. Um, I feel like I'm at a place where I get a lot of gifted, which it's not necessarily bad. Um, but I'm at that where people just like want to send me things and then yeah. it kind of, <laughs> Go, goes away after that. Yeah. And I feel like I've learned a lot. Like we've talked a lot about how gifting is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where I'm at right now is if it's a brand I truly love or I think my audience would love is taking that maybe gifted item, mm -hmm. sharing it in a way, and then maybe going back to the brand and saying, hey, my audience love this. Here's the piece of content I created. Yeah. And taking like that next step. But I feel like that's been the struggle for years is it's just gifted. Yeah. Or they're like, and, oh, you loved it? Great. We'll send you more. And you're like, no, that's no. <laughs> you're like, well, you can send me more. But if you want me to post about it, I'm going to need to be paid now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. it's. I think this is one of the most frustrating things that creators deal with. Like it's, it's hard because like we talked about, I, I'm sure you listened to the episode with Rafi Evans. She was talking all about how you know, at her agency, they really do gift creators so much as kind of like a way to see like, 
how did that go? What did that look like? You know, do we like working with this person before they spend the money? And I understand why they do that, of course. Like, it's very difficult to spend thousands of dollars with someone that you have no idea. Like, you're kind of like going in blind a little bit. So I get it. But it's also very frustrating for creators because we don't want to have to do a ton of free work because then it just makes it almost like makes it known that we could technically work for free. But like, right. we, you know, but like this is a job, like we don't want to. Um, and we really shouldn't have to. But again, it's kind of like one of those weird things with the creator economy as a whole. Like it's been so normalized to do gifted partnerships that people are like, yeah, they can just keep doing gifted. Like who cares? Whatever. Right. So I'm curious to hear, like, let's talk about a situation where maybe you worked with a brand, they sent you products. And then, you know, you said, here's like, maybe I created the story with it. Everyone loved it. It was great. Um, And then like, you get to that point. And then like, what happens from there? Is it typically that's when like the brand says, okay, well, you know, let's just do this gifted again. And then like, how do you respond there? So there's this one brand that I love their clothing company. They sent me some of their items. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I posted about them. Brands that really like speak to me in terms of clothing wise are ones that are size inclusive. So I know not only for me, that's a big deal, but my audience, that's going to be a big deal. So for this brand to go up to a 6X, I was like already in love with them, got the product. It was amazing. Wore it all the time. Got so many DMs, so many compliments. Like my DMs were like hundreds with this item. (laughs) That's amazing. I went back to the brand and I was like, hey, I absolutely love you as a company. I love your items. Yeah. My audience is loving it. Like I had the link clicks of people clicking. It wasn't even an affiliate at this point. I was just linking to go get it. Right. And they're like, oh, that's great. Do you want to be an affiliate? And I was like, yeah, that's good. But... But no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and, and that's where I get stuck. And then I kind of am like, Oh, well, you know, you try to go on the conversation to go farther and then it kind of just stopped. Yeah. I feel like my confidence in like taking them that next step is what I'm kind of working on next is. Okay. Do you just leave it, especially if it's a brand you love like this and try to find something else or how much do you push it if they're really resisting on that? So. It's this is like such a sticky situation. I I get it. It sucks. Like we unfortunately all deal with brands like this and have that kind of like interaction. The first thing to think about that's annoying, but very true is that a lot of brands literally just do affiliate partnerships. Like they might work on like five paid partnerships the whole year, but like bulk of what they do is like affiliate. And the, the big partnerships that they're doing, the paid partnerships are with creators that are like, you know, they're big, big creators, whatever. Yeah. So it sucks because in those situations, there's like almost nothing you can really do because they, that's just kind of like the structure of the way they work. And it's unfortunate because a lot of the times you don't really know if that's the situation or not. Um, like one brand that comes to mind is like Gymshark. I literally could think of 50 people that I know that are like Gymshark affiliates. And the only people that they ever pay is like, you know, the the fitness bloggers that have 5 million, you know, followers, whatever. So some, some brands are just like that. And like, there's really not much further you can go. Like you can try and push it, but like, it's probably not going to go far. Um, so what I think is a really 
good step in the right direction, it is going to help. It may not seal the deal in every case, but I think it will help is if you create a, like a PDF case study. So that would be the partnership you were just talking about would be a great situation to do this with. So you could put together this basically case study that says here, you know, I worked with this brand, uh, they gifted me this product, and this is what happened. And so you show screenshots of, and again, like maybe you have to do it again, because this might have been a little while ago, and you don't want to go digging for DMs, but you take screenshots of hundreds of DMs that you're getting, oh my God, give me the link, like people going crazy over this. That is very, very powerful. Those DMs, screenshots of all of those and you, you know, drag them, drop them into this case study. Um, screenshots of all the, again, link clicks where you were showing the stats of like, this is how many people looked at the posts or the story versus how many people clicked on it. And if it's a high number there, like that speaks volumes. That's, you know, like link clicks again, like we were just saying, it's salesy. It's not super easy to get link clicks unless someone is really, really interested in like exploring the next step. So you put those in there. Um, and then you, you know, like kind of build this little case study that has the stats, that has the proven community interest, and you present it in this beautiful Canva PDF that looks very like professional and polished. And like, you mean business, like you're here to, you know, do business only. Like I'm not here for your little affiliate and your little gifted stuff. Like yeah. I'm here to do business. I just took an hour to put this PDF together. Like I would like to be paid. So um, those can speak volumes, you know, not only again with the stats, but also with those comments. The comments are are huge and, and people don't see what's in your DMs. You know, they can see what if you post it on your reels or on your in your feed, but they don't see what happens in your DM. So anytime I get DMs of anything I've ever talked about, even if it's a product that maybe I talked about three months ago. And someone is just now DMing me, oh man, I was just in Target. And like, I remember when you talked about this, so I finally picked it up. I'll straight up take a screenshot and send it to the brand and be like, hey, just got this little follow-up like from our last uh, partnership together. Because I like to kind of like, you know, water my seeds that I'm planting with all of these brands. And and those are great ways to kind of turn that into a long-term partnership is if you still have that interest coming to you. Like, this brand that you got hundreds of DMs about, like you probably still have people who are like, yeah. hey, remember when you shared that? Like, those are all great things. So if they, let me back it up. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting excited. <laughs> if you create this beautiful case study and in response to uh, that brand, so if they had said, okay, we're going to send you gifted stuff, you do the gifted collab and then you have this case study built out. Then you go to reply back to the brand after you've done your posting and you say, hey, you know, I shared it on my stories and I was blown away with the response from my audience. I've attached a case study so you can see all of the information and the feedback that I got from my audience. Um, you know, you attach the little PDF and then this is where I like to try and take it into like, let's talk business now. So I might say at the end of that um, email, you know, given the response from my audience and the the proof that we've been able to lead people to your website, probably made sales from there. I would love to, you know, hop on a call with you and chat about potentially working together more formally. Um, and again, like it sucks because sometimes brands are literally just like, mm, no, sorry, we only do affiliate. Bye. Don't care about your little PDF. But sometimes brands are going to see that PDF and they're going to look at it and like, 
wow, this is so beautifully presented. Like this girl means business. Look at all these DMs. Look at all these stats. And they're gonna be like, damn, like, okay, she's legit. Like, let's, let's talk further. Um, so I really do feel like that case study makes a big difference. But what I was going to say before I got ahead of myself, say you send that case study and like let that let's talk about working together email. Um, you send that off and they respond and they're like, okay, you know, that was really great. Awesome. Like, we'd love to keep gifting you, but like right now we can't do a formal partnership. Okay. Keep gifting me then. And so you, you know, you do it again. And then maybe again, as you get more DMs, you send those DMs over to them. Hey, this is what's happening. Yada, yada. Um, but I would never in those situations post more than a story for them. Like I would never do a feed post and I would never do a reel because that's stuff you should be paid for. That's like very you know, you only have so much real estate there. So you need to make sure that it's used wisely. Um, But I yeah, keep keep doing stories gifted, whatever. If it's worst case scenario, you're getting free clothes out of it. Okay. Um, Maybe they can also put together a format where you do some gifted and some compensated, like instead of them gifting you $300 worth of clothes, maybe they gift you 150 and then pay you another 150. It's not a lot of money, but it's like a step in the right direction. And then as you continue to get great and great and great and great results, they're going to see that proof time and time again, you know, and then at a certain point, it's like, you know, if you really want me to take this to the next level, if you really want to like blast this into my audience and get a really great response, like way better than what's happening on my stories, let's do a reel together. Let me do a try on reel. Then again, like then you tell them we have to do this formally compensated. Like that's again, prime real estate. And then hopefully because they've seen all of the proof at this point, you've watered those seeds, you've watered those seeds. Then hopefully we can kind of like grow it into an actual partnership. But sometimes it sucks because it takes a long time to get to that point. And they may yeah. genuinely not have money. Like they they really might just be able to do gifted or they might be like just feeling it out a little bit and seeing how things go. Unfortunately, you don't know, but sometimes it really just takes a long time. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think I kind of mentioned in DMs back to them, like people are loving this, you know, they love the size inclusivity, but I think sending the actual messages or sending that actual proof, or like you said, the clicks, the DMs, like, I you can't argue with that. No. You know, it's like you you saying to them, oh, my audience really loved it. They're like, cool, bye. You know, like, but because they don't know, like, what if one person sent you an email or a message and yeah. said, we love this. But like, they cannot argue with 100 DM screenshots and, you know, 200 link clicks. And, you know, like, that's crazy. Do you know right. what they would have to put into like actual, you know, ad spend to get results like that? Like a decent amount of money. So For them to be able to pay you to do it and, you know, get content out of it, like be able to really build a relationship, continue to work with you and have repeat exposure. It's just going to get better and better and better. Like, I think the, the difference between like what you're doing now and what you could do to make this more successful is like being less general and being more specific. Look at this, this uh, story that got this many views and we had 50% of people clicked it whatever it is like that's crazy stats like proof hard evidence Mm -hmm. because like what are they going to say back like that's not good no yeah yeah, it is look at it (laughs) you know it's less uh less they can argue with 
what would what would be your like kind of suggestion for when brands not only gifted but like are just really pushing we do affiliate and they are like oh yeah. you'll make so much money if you you know just do the affiliate <sighs> man <laughs> i i oh man I, know. I just really hate i hate affiliate partnerships i know I, you know there are very very select few brands that I have ever had affiliate partnerships or do have affiliate partnerships because they are brands that I straight up can talk about very often without people being annoyed. And they're brands that I can like put their link places and not have to touch it. And it just kind of does its own thing. I just feel like there are only a few situations where an affiliate partnership is actually worth the work that they're expecting you to put in. So for example, um, like Flick, uh, it's a hashtag platform. They also do like scheduling. I mean, they do a ton of stuff. They, I have an affiliate code with them, but I, I really never talk about it, but it's in my membership. It's on my website. It's like in all of these different places. So as people are browsing, they can find it. And I, you know, I make maybe $50 a month from them, which is not much, but also it's whatever. I didn't do anything. All I did was post the link in a few places. So for me, that's fine with affiliate partnerships, but if a brand is ever requiring specific deliverables from me, I'm not doing it unless I am for sure getting paid a certain amount of money that makes it worth it. And so I think that's where it really comes down to like personal preference of is this worth it? Like if they're asking you for specific deliverables, is that worth it for you for potentially making like, I mean, you could potentially make zero dollars or you could right. potentially make. $50. Is it worth it for you? And if you say, you know what, maybe it is because maybe I can continue to build this relationship. Who knows? Maybe they'll have money down the road. And of course, their affiliates would be the first people that they're going to dip into at that point if they do have money to spend like formally compensating you. So it's a risk that you take. You know, again, it could be one of those seeds that you plant and you're watering it by doing the affiliate program. And, you know, you never know where it's going to end up. So it's it's just so hard for me to say because I think I it's so personal preference. And when it is a brand that says like continuously, no, we only do affiliate partnerships. Like there's really not much that you can say like, no, pay me. Like, right, <laughs> and they're like right. no. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, weigh the weigh the pros and cons and, and ask yourself, can I either share this frequently without people being pissed off or and also to throw another wrench in this too, now that you have your own product, you know, do you really want to waste the, your audience's like capacity for sales on something that you're getting, you right. know, a dollar per purchase for versus selling your own merch that you get paid a lot more for? So like, that's something you kind of have to weigh now as well. So personal preference, right. it could turn I, out I, to be something yeah. great or it could not. <laughs> Yeah, I feel the same way because I feel like it takes so much effort to promote it to get so any much. like any traction, any link, clicks, any yep. anything. And then, like you said, you're putting all this effort in, hopefully to make maybe like I think the one affiliate I'm a part of, I feel like I constantly talk about them. And I got like, yeah. they're like, oh, you made five dollars this month. And I'm like, this is not like, worth I my time. Buy a Starbucks coffee. But, for yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. it's. It's got to be, it's got to be worth the risk. 
is really what it comes down to. If, for example, that clothing brand that, you know, that you were doing an affiliate partnership, whatever, you make $5 in affiliate commission, if they were gifting you $500 worth of clothes every month, sure, okay, I might do it then. You know, like that makes it a little bit more worth it. $500 worth of clothes for me to like post a few stories and see where this goes and maybe make some affiliate. Okay, like I could get down with that. Right. But like if they're not gifting you anything and like, you know, like what's what are you doing all that work for? $5? It's like kind of crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult. I just say be selective. Don't do too many of them because again, that it's going to, especially if you sell your own product, it's going to take away from your audience and in the capacity that they have for you to throw things to purchase at them. So I just say less is more. Be very specific, very selective and just make it something that is going to be easy for you. Affiliate partnerships should never be something you're like stressing about content for because it's just not worth it. Like unless right. you're selling a ton, a ton, a ton. Um, there are some creators who are, you know, very much salespeople versus, you know, content creation that is their specialty or like storytelling is their specialty. Sales is their specialty. They rock it on affiliate platforms all day. That's great. But not every creator is that way. I'm not mm. that way. You know, yeah, if I'm, I sell, if either, I, yeah. yeah, like if I post something like, People might buy it, but like it's not, they're not there to shop with me. So Mm -hmm. that's like another thing to consider. How does all of that sit with you? Good. I feel like it's definitely having the confidence to be like, you know what? I do belong here. I can speak up. I can sell my merch and, you know, not just be like, oh, I like you to a brand. Like it's really having that confidence of like, I'm here and I'm going to do this and I'm going to make it work. And I think my biggest thing was I have to stop sitting back and hoping it would happen. I have to like go make it happen. I think that's my number one thing for this year is stop waiting and actually just do it. Literally. Yeah. Oh my God. Like Nike, just do it. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. That was like the best note to end off on. So we're going to leave it there. Jacqueline, thank you so much for coming on today. This was such a great conversation. And I hope that everyone listening just got a ton from it and is feeling very much inspired. Inspired enough to go buy yourself a really cute self-love sweatshirt while you're here. (laughs) Thank you so much. I enjoyed spending time with you. 